Welcome to Prostate Cancer, The Road to Recovery, hosted by Stage 4 Prostate Cancer Fighter, Jason Stone. Whether you're newly diagnosed, a survivor, or a loved one or someone going through this experience, this podcast offers a lifeline of information and support. Based on real-time experiences, interviews with other fighters and survivors, and discussions with medical professionals, get ready for a raw, educational, and inspiring ride. Now let's join Jason as he shares his path to recovery. Hey everybody, welcome back to Prostate Cancer, The Road to Recovery. My name's Jason, I'm 52, and I have prostate cancer that is spread to my spine. On this channel, we talk about it. So in our last episode, we talked about hormone therapy. We talked about what hormone therapy is, how it works. We talked about my specific hormone therapy regimen, what it might evolve into later as I become castration resistant, and the fact that maybe this works and maybe we can, between hormone therapy and radiation therapy, which we talked about in episode three, we can eradicate this. Uh, There's a small chance that this is curable, hopefully. (laughs) And then... uh, I can come off of the hormone therapy. That's the goal. Tonight, we're going to talk about one of the questions I get, which is, how did you find out? Jason, how did you find out? Uh, yeah, I. so I didn't find out a normal way, which is why it was advanced, which is why it had turned into an aggressive cancer, because I didn't really have a lot of normal symptoms. At least I didn't notice them when I had them. So what happens is changes happen slowly. Changes happen over time. Uh, Prostate cancer is a slow-growing cancer, normally. And because it's slow-growing, you get a tumor growing in your prostate. You get some malignant cells, and then they multiply, and they multiply quickly, more quickly than healthy cells. But eventually, they will start to form a tumor that's growing in in your prostate, and that will cause things to happen. For example, one of the common symptoms they'll tell you to watch for is urination. Problem, well, not that you urinate, that'd be silly. Changes in your urination, changes in your urgency, changes in how hard it is to go. Now, the the urgency piece comes from the fact that your prostate is sitting right under your bladder. And if the tumor's growing in the right spot, that's going to press on your bladder and you may feel a more frequent urge. Now, the problem with that is that also happens as you get older. Uh, One of the other symptoms is how hard it is to go. And that comes from the fact that your P-tube goes right through your prostate. And if the tumor is growing on the right spot in your prostate, it's going to get harder to push that flow through to pee. But also that happens as you get old. Another thing that happens is your your prostate will get a little bit larger because a tumor is growing inside of it. And so you'll get some pressure down there maybe. It might get harder to do something like ride a bicycle. Uh, that's kind of how I started noticing mine finally. Problem is, large tumors also happen when you get, when you get old, as you get older. So the, the biggest message from this specific episode is do not, do not justify or explain away or rationalize your symptoms as getting older. Chase it down. Make the doctors do the tests because it's a simple test to do a PSA screening. Here's a PSA screening. Hey, Doc, I'm 50 years old. I'm 48 years old. I'm I'm 35 years old, and I'm having symptoms. I'd like a PSA screening. Well, you know, that's a blood test, right? Yeah. Okay. They do a blood test. And 
If your insurance doesn't cover it, they're not expensive. They might be 30, 40, 50 bucks. But then you get either however you want to get it. In fact, you can just go order one on your own. Uh, there's a lab, and I'm not going to remember the name of the website or the company off the top of my head. Uh, it has the word lab in it. And they have labs all over here in the Tri-Cities. And I can go online to an app and order, hey, I want a full CBC panel. I want a full um, liver workup. I want uh, a diet, pre-diabetic check. And you can just pay for a, la- uh, a uh, blood test on your own. You, you don't have to go through your doctor. Of course, it's best to go through your doctor because, number one, you get it charged to your insurance. And your doctor can help follow up and explain some things. Because you don't want to go, do not go to Dr. Google. Dr. Google is not where you get your information. Dr. Google tells you really bad stuff, and then you get a diagnosis like this, and then you just get really freaking depressed for several days because those numbers aren't good. Uh, the things that it tells you are not good. And it's not true either. Turns out you start talking to your oncologist, you talk to your urologist, and they, you find out that Dr. Google is at least five or six years behind. Things have improved, especially in the last three, four, five years. So the biggest thing, uh, the biggest lesson for me and my symptoms, because I was doing that, uh, explaining away, rationalizing, I'm getting old. I started riding a bicycle and I was like, this is uncomfortable. I'm going to go to the doctor. And then I went to the doctor and I told my doctor, I said, hey, I've started riding a bicycle. So, and I haven't ridden a bicycle in a long time. And the doctor's like, well, that's probably it. Yeah, dummy. It's not. Not dummy them, dummy me. I shouldn't just just give them the information and let them figure it out, right? Um, because we were we were as a team uh, rationalizing away my symptoms, and uh, yeah, when I the other one that I was rationalizing away and not really talking to my doctor about, just because I've been living with it for so long, and I have I had solidified in my mind this is just old age. I'm old age 52 uh back pain lower back pain no 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 it turns out that was the sign that my cancer had already spread to my spine and i could have caught this before the back pain i could have i had been better off The other softer symptoms, the ones that aren't going to make a lot of sense, the ones that you're not going to run out to your doctor and and fix or say something about and get something changed, is the general unwellness. The, hey, doc, I just don't feel good. And that was a real thing for me for about the last two years. I just did not feel well. Um, So this is post-COVID, and I chalked a lot of that up to, well... I was in the hospital with COVID, and uh, for a little while, that wasn't going great. So maybe I'm just having a hard time recovering. Um, I'm a lot less active than I was before COVID. Uh, I got pretty comfortable with uh, Uber Eats and Instacart and uh, sitting on the couch and working on my computer and doing non-physical hobbies. So I thought, well, maybe that's part of it. I need to just get out, get more active, which is what led to me getting on the bicycle um, for for a little while, for about two weeks. That's about, and then I finally went to the doctor. Uh, yeah, so the the general back pain, lethargic, didn't feel well, fatigue, 
those were symptoms of my cancer that I never in any, in any at any point in this journey would have been able to put my finger on and say, oh, this is, this is what this is. So you have to be careful. And the way you're careful is you go get a PSA screening. Once again, I, I better beat this message to death. Go get a PSA screening. If you're a biological male in your 40s, 50s, or older, get a PSA screening every year if you're not doing them. And as soon as it starts getting, uh, you see, start seeing an upward trend, get referred out to a urologist and start talking about it. Because if you get this before it's broken out of the prostate, it, the capsule, uh, the capsule of the prostate, prostate capsule, I think that's what they call it. If, once, if those cells are, all the cancer cells are still within the prostate, this is 100% curable. I'll say that again. If you catch it before it metastasizes, you aren't looking at palliative care. You are looking at absolutely curing it. Catch it early. So current symptoms. Uh, current symptoms are uh, my back pain's not as bad right now because I'm four plus four, four and a half weeks into treatment. And I think my, I'm, I'm, I know my treatment's working. In the last episode, we talked about my PSA level. My highest measured was 10 at the, on July 28th, and it was just measured recently at 0.8. That's a positive sign that the cancer is not active, that it's not uh, growing, that it's not uh, doing its thing, that with the hormone therapy and the radiation therapy, even if we haven't killed it off, even if it's still in my body, we've at least arrested most of the growth. Now, we won't know till we do more scans. There's a lot more tests coming uh, in the next year or two, so we won't know more till later. But all the signs are positive that it's working, so uh, that's good, right? On symptoms, one of my my most recent symptom is uh, bladder control. So as you get, you're getting radiation treatment, that radiation is burning all your tissues and muscles down there, right? So those are going to be affected. And as uh, you're trying to, you need to try and do as much as you can to help your body recover. You need a healthy diet. You need sunlight and exercise. As treatment goes on, as radiation therapy goes on, those eventually do get affected a little bit. Uh, I'll talk to my doctor. I meet with him tomorrow after my, oh, what? I've lost track. <laughs> 15th treatment tomorrow? Yeah. I'll let him know, hey, today I had uh, my bladder slipped a little bit. It wasn't a lot, but it's, I was able to stop it as soon as I started, as soon as I noticed it. This gosh, this is, there, I, but I'm done being embarrassed by this, right? You, I can't share this information and not be embarrassed. And being embarrassed doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, there you go. I peed, peed a little bit. Um, and that's going to happen. So you're supposed to do Kegel exercises to help keep those muscles strong doing those. Um, eventually, for some, some people get affected so bad that uh, uh, you have other issues on the other end. And I don't mean your mouth. And I haven't had that other than some diarrhea. Like I said, I've got uh, uh, my current symptoms are uh, some diarrhea, nausea, uh, fatigue. And then today I had that little bladder slip. So that may 
Maybe that was the only time. Maybe it'll get worse. We'll see. Now, on my current symptoms, um, the being tired, the fatigue, there are some things that are helping. So this is important if you're in treatment uh, and you're suffering, don't suffer. Get outside, get some sunlight. Uh, I got a friend that says, hey, let's go to the gym. Uh, he's not pushy about it, which is super awesome because I can't go every day. Um, but I'm going to a gym, standing next to him, we're just chatting, and I'm walking on a treadmill for a half hour. And that is super, super helpful, super beneficial, because it's activating all the muscles down there, too. Uh, so that helps. Um, prednisone. I am on a steroid, uh, prednisone. I'm taking one pill a day, and that is helping co combat the tiredness, the fatigue. Without that, uh, even early into treatment, I was just bombshelled into the dirt. I was not doing well at all. But yeah, so the prednisone's helping there. So the nausea. Um, I have only had a couple of times where I was, you know, act actively like, oh man, I'm not going to make it to the bathroom. And I, but I was fine. I never threw up. Um, but the nausea just hit a couple of times. Um, one time I was on a FaceTime with my brother. <laughs> it was awesome. I started taking a prochlorperazine. Uh, I'm taking one of those when I need to. I'm trying not to take them all the time. It's not like a regular prescription. You take it as needed. Uh, so as the nausea has uh, settled in during treatment, I'm taking one pill uh, about an hour and a half before treatment. And that pill is good for anywhere from three to six hours. And so I'm fine. I'm trying. I don't eat most of the day until treatment, which kind of sucks when my treatment's at four in the afternoon. But yeah, empty colon, full bladder. That's how you got to show up. So there you go. What was I saying? The prochlorperazine is helping so that I'm able to do the treatment, then come home and eat. Uh, without the that pill, I was getting nausea so bad I couldn't even eat after treatment. And I, and I didn't really have a big appetite, which is a problem. You have to eat. You have to put nutrients into the thing that is fighting the cancer, and that's your body. You have to get nutrients, and you have to get good foods. Yeah. So one of the other symptoms uh, I noticed today more than any other day is I get twinges, uh, kind of like cramps. Now, the nurse I talked to last week said, yeah, that's a lot of people report that. It's in my pelvis. I'm not going to show you where, uh, but it's right in my pelvis. Uh, I don't have to describe it. Like on the front side, if my kidneys were in the front, kind of like there. Um, it's kind of like when your eyelid won't stop fluttering, except it's worse and it hurts a little. Uh, and it's in your pelvis. So nothing like your eyelids. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right, this is dragging on. Uh, big messages here. Don't rationalize your symptoms. Get to the doctor. Get a PSA screening. They're easy. Get them yearly. Trend it. And if you are on treatment and you're suffering, get outside. Get some exercise and eat. Eat healthy. Don't eat crap. And uh, the, the problem is we don't know what that is exactly. There's not a single thing that says this is the thing that's true, right? Well, maybe there is, but the uh, we hear, hey, don't eat, don't drink milk, 
uh, if you have prostate cancer and then somebody says, no, make sure you drink soy milk. And then some other study says, no, soy milk has nothing to do with it. Like, there's there, so work with your doctor. You'll have to do your research and talk to your doctor and come up with what you think works for you. I know that answer sucks. <laughs> Believe me, I live that frustration, but that's how it is. So we're going to talk about my doctor, my radiation oncologist's books. He's got two books out. Uh, they have really helped me with some diet plans, with some what to eat, what to do. And my treatment's working. And I had advanced stage four metastasized to my spine prostate cancer. And this stuff is working. So uh, I'm going to share those on a future episode. For now, I appreciate everybody watching. Uh, share these. Make sure you let everybody know uh, if you're a biological male, 40 or over. Here's a YouTube uh videos or some Spotify podcasts. In fact, we're on Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Apple, and maybe a couple others. So until next time, take care. I love you all.